Riding on the city of New Orleans Illinois Central Monday morning rail Fifteen cars and fifteen restless riders Three conductors Twenty-five sacks of mail You're listening to Pullin' Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture, an innovative company that is dedicated to your success by pioneering new technologies to provide solutions for your challenges. Simplot Turf and Horticulture is a partner you can grow with and provides the latest products from all of the leading manufacturers. Simplot Turf and Horticulture. Bringing Earth's resources to life. Now, here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, and welcome into Pulling Weeds. Another another episode of Pulling Weeds brought to you by the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. And I've got two mean mugs staring at me right now. My, my main man, Tim Krieger. Because we're 30 minutes late, Big Al. And my other main man, Brian Steeler. How you Hello, Al. Howdy. We're here at... You're, you're, what are we, the men's locker room? Men's locker room. Which is extremely nice. Larger than the great room in most homes I've ever been in. Yeah. I will say I came in the other side of the parking lot, and it was like walking in the grocery section at Walmart, getting back to sporting goods to find the men's locker room. Came in the wrong door, huh? It was a little scary at first. It's the best gin rummy table I've ever seen in my life. Is that simply because of the snacks assortment laid out on it? No, that, those were actually here at this table, uh... Just because I'm, Columbia Country Club used to have a lot of gin rummy players, and it was just a, a long eight by ten table or what have you. But that's a gin rummy table. How about the, the score pad too? Freshly sharpened pencils. Highlands Country Club, right? Logo, correct? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> that would be missing later. I'm sure Alan would be. That. No, 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 no. I got a notepad from uh, that place we just saw this weekend when I was there. Did you? Mister Rob took us over to the secretary's desk, and he like grabbed envelopes. Notepad, uh, stationery, pencils, like stuff like that that was unique. That's cool. To us. So that's what I was going to talk to you about when we pulled up, Brian. This is a good way to start the episode. I know there's been a lot of banter on uh, the, the Twitter machine about Augusta and the greenness and expectations and things of that nature. So just to sum it all up, I will say when I pulled around the corner into the club here, saw a lot of leaves on the ground, big dude. What's going on here, man? Lots of leaves. I, I, I mean, after this weekend, I expect to see no leaves, not even in the water, on the ponds, nowhere. I mean, it's like pine cones, right? Leaf yeah. hits the ground, leaf goes up, right? Pine we, so we've been picking them up as fast as we can, but I think you're you're forgetting that the oak trees are the ones that hang on forever, and they're kind of just now really losing their leaves. So, But didn't you guys have time this morning to pick those up before we actually, the yeah, got we here? Picked up, before you guys got here, I think we, we picked up two full leaf box loads in our truck, so... Or were there any acorns in there? There was not any acorns in it. The acorns haven't been a uh, – there was not a big crop of them this year. A bumper crop of I acorns. don't know if it was because of – I don't know if it had something to do with the temperature <laughs> or if it had something to do with something that happened in the spring is my guess. I think, honestly, it's the amount of moisture you've had. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. so the we trees were, are just soaked. We were talking for we came on air about who picks up your acorns. Acorn. The U.S. Forest Service comes yeah. and picks them up around the clubhouse. Wait, can we clarify that? Did you say acorn? I did. I corrected myself. Why? Acorn. Is that like acorn. aunt and aunt? Pecan, pecan? Let's say, let's, where are you at? Where are you at on pecan, pecan? Pecan. Yeah. 
That's a combo. That was a cheater. Pecan. That wasn't even pecan or pecan. He said pecan, pecan. <laughs> I'm pecan. Oh, pecan. I say pecan pie. Okay, that's what I just said. For pecan, sure. pecan, but pecan I usually pie. say pecans. All right, just because it's sounds unique and different. Yeah. It's funnier. <laughs> Why are you trying to change the subject? We was just on you about acorns. Yeah, yeah. What, you asked us before we got on air what we did with our acorns. Correct. And why I would ask him for a 55-gallon tote of them. Right. To take to the hunt club. Obviously. Because a bag of deer corn is six, eight bucks, depending on, right? So if you can get free tub of acorns that are natural, the deer are sucking down like gumdrops. Yes. Like candy. Those. Yeah, like Speaking candy. Speaking of candy. The bears suck those down here like gumdrops. What's your over-under on a sucker per day? Uh, well, see, I'm actually cutting back a little bit on that. Oh, yeah. Because if I have a bag, sometimes uh, Tim's known to buy me uh, oh, yeah. trash bag fulls of those things. And I could sit there and eat one after another, but my teeth are starting to show the effects of that. I'm I'm down about five teeth from when I started I my presidency. You. I hear. So I think you had two or three last time I saw you. The first conference comes to U Day. Because it was definitely, that's when you, that well, was the whole up with. Well, you see that little cooler? Yeah. That was full of blow pops when he left. I just dumped right, everything right. in the cooler. So he had like a little six-pack portable cooler tote full of candy. I didn't know if it was a thing about nervousness. Like he goes through suckers like I used to cigarettes. You know what I mean? Oh, I got you. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of like that. Yeah. But it's like, that's why I try not to have them sitting around too much. Right. So speaking of that, where are the sweet tart lollipops that we were told would be here the next time we came? On March 8th, did he not say that? When you oh, got the God, last geez, one? I dropped the ball. Did you not say that? Ball? When you yeah, were sucking on the last one yeah. proudly, and I was like, "That's the only kind of sucker I those, eat." Those those aren't those are not those ideal are... for podcasts though, because no. you're, you get when you're sugar. chewing, yeah, you get sugar everywhere, yeah. and then when you bite into them, you're gonna like your big. It's gonna like mouth's gonna go dry. You're gonna lock down. Here's the thing: he'll call. We'll get on the phone. I'm like, dude, what flavor is it? He's like, how can you tell? I'm like, how can you not tell? You can only hear out of half of your. <laughs> well, I guess let's get the important stuff. Let's my candy, my acorns. Oh, yeah, so the acorns. So there yeah. haven't been very many here. That's what we were talking about. No, usually, about. like this. Oh, sorry. We're I'm talking about to... 2020. Okay. Oh, 2020. And his presidency. What about it? I don't know. You did, did it suck or what? I wouldn't say it sucked. It was interesting. It's did certainly you get very to, interesting. Did you get to have as many meetings in person and build your board camaraderie like you wanted to? No, and play not. play golf with these people and develop relationships and have team building and leadership exercises? Not not quite, not quite. Hmm. But I got I got to thinking back to the year when uh, Rob Daniel was, was president, and I think because of weather, he missed all his meetings. So he did. He was I, wash I out Rob. I one-upped him on that. <laughs> wash out Rob. Yeah, I said it. He's <laughs> so, one of our proud sponsors at Simplot now. Thank you, Rob. I'm sorry, wash out Rob. Hey, they got washed out this weekend again. Did you see the flooding down in Charleston again? No. And in Charlotte? No. Yep. It was crazy. It didn't even seem like that much rain, but what was that, ETA that came through? Yeah. <laughs> What's your ETA? <laughs> sorry, that was, I couldn't say ETA yeah. ever. Yeah. So, I just want to point out for the record, I have Simplot socks, a Simplot hoodie mask, and a hat. So, you got on, the gift on, box on, that on, nobody else got? Shh, shh. Somebody else in this building? Yes. No. I just heard something on the headphones. There's a ghost in here. Yeah, of course. Old Edwards Glove guy haunting this place? No. Well, it... it uh, Look behind you. There he is. <laughs> I remember when... Take uh, a picture for the Twitter machine, I don't, folks. Years ago... Here, Chuck, I'll do it. It'll be uh, better with you in it. Oh, yeah, selfie. That'd be Years better. ago, Chuck and um, I think Kyle and, were, were here for a Western meeting or something. And they came, they came by here. 
And they walked in the clubhouse, and it was just empty. And they thought it was an episode from The Shining. <laughs> I could see that. So, 2020, your presidency. Obviously, yes. at not the normal. Tim got to ask you the questions. You frequently put out messages to your members, which I thought was great. What inspired that? Well, I think it, it goes back when this when this whole thing started. I just recap in the year. I remember started off pretty good. We went to uh, – Tim and I attended the PGA show in um, Greensboro. At the Coliseum. Yes, sir. Alan, the Big Al showed up too. Yeah. We had a, had a – uh, yeah, and we – because we did your, all the podcasts that, yeah, we did that afternoon. Podcast. But So everything started off going really well. And then two weeks later, I believe you said uh, John Kaminsky was here and – he was sick, and we all thought he had COVID, but... Uh, <laughs> I did not shake his hand. None of us did. I don't think he so, Yeah, so he, so he left, and then that's about right when the, uh, the world shut down. So, yep. um, we, going back to the... Oh, here we go got ahead, a visitor. You no, to... I was going to say that we, um, we did... Uh, Alan and I Zoom-bombed the, uh, the Penn State class the other day, and I did acknowledge how much better his skin color was um, than it was, when it was here when he was here in March, like you said. Yeah, I'll tell you from my perspective, I remember that week where, and this is no knock on anybody at the table, but it went from kind of maybe not taken seriously on that Monday to by that Friday, the world had changed. Mm -hmm. And it went from, if you're not taking it serious, you're wrong, apparently, you know, or you're jeopardizing health and safety, et cetera, whatever, however, whatever road you want to go down with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was a crazy time, but but uh, Tim and I spoke regularly and regularly. It was a couple times a day at that time, and I thought I think we both kind of came to the agreement that putting out um, just weekly president messages was something that we could do to just keep everybody informed as to what we were doing and and uh, show everybody that we are obviously not idly sitting by and uh, and that was I mean for me that was fun. I I don't necessarily want to do that again this year but i'll be we'll do whatever comes our way but um i mean there was some intense days there and uh i was just happy to be be able to help tim on that and granted spend a lot of days on the phone and and calling everybody we knew but it just it goes back to all the people that came before me and uh past presidents and past boards that had made uh legislative lobbying a a uh a priority and it it all paid off this year i think well from a personal standpoint for me it gave me content when the time there wasn't a lot of content for the social media and i want people reacted well to them i think you should maybe not do a weekly but still going forward have some here and there mm-hmm. my two bit two cents of advice no i think you're right but i think you have to realize too that once we progressed past a point there i think in april his golf course opened back up and he had to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. No, I, all jokes aside, I mean, I, I, I'm thoroughly impressed because of the amount of time that he was able to spend, not only with the association, but with job, with family, et cetera. You wonder, you know, where sleep comes into play at night. Um, and then that's not even including train time, right? Or, or <laughs> well, yeah, I think, though, I, I mean – Again, it was the, it was what we needed to do at the time, and I like I can't say enough about Tim too during those times of just you know anything that we heard and we and we had some also had members of the association who we can't necessarily uh, name, but that helped us in in a lot of big ways too. That had connections with people in Raleigh, for instance, um, and also Columbia. But 
but I mean, it was a total group effort, and, and yeah. we responded to everything that came our way. Well, I think I remember the most about all that was being. I think we commented on it was being a couple of days ahead of it seemed like everything as we moved through it yeah. from the Saturday prior talking to Brian Green at NC State about what's the university going to do before we canceled our meeting for our March meeting right and then it was like on a Saturday night closing the office before mm-hmm. Monday then the schools announced they were going closed you know for the safety of staff etc and then as we moved into getting into the other states and it was actually taking legislative bills that were written in other states and being able to share them with our key legislators and folks to say hey here's what's being done to keep the game open here's where it's precedence in writing you know and to keep like you said it's there's a lot of relationships there but there's also a lot of coordination i think that went on throughout golf and that's when it became critical for the other folks right because at one point i think brian and i summed it up where we'll work at the state level if you will and then the PGA and the golf associations and the women's golf association and those folks were able to go and work nationally, like on a city level, right? In County, because we were at a point there where we weren't just at the state level, but we had, it was going city by city. And I remember the president of the PGA section, you know, sending emails and texts at 1130 at night saying, Hey, the city of Durham's going to vote tomorrow morning at 9am. Uh-huh. Can we get the information from Mecklenburg and Myrtle beach uh-huh. and places like that? And so, yeah. I mean, he's even taking phone calls from me that late at night, you know, et cetera. Right. And, and, there's and other, I heard something, too. Yeah, that okay. was a dish or that was a ghost? <laughs> there's, there's a couple other things. Like, two things to that, to what Tim said there. One is I, I don't think you got to put yourself back in, in the position of, of where we were in March of last year. I think, it, you know, we, we all look at it now. And granted, this thing is very serious and it's, it needs to be taken seriously. But, but back then, it, it, you know, we, the information that we were given from the media and everything else was uh, that this was a death sentence. Anybody who got it, you know, you were, you were right. basically going to die. And then the, the second thing is, is that it showed how strong our association was because when we started responding to that, you had the like the PGA chapter and the and the CMAA chapter and and the, so they they were pretty much relying on us for that initial support and it wasn't until we got weeks into this that the, that the PGA for instance was able to gain footing and then they worked with the um, with the Carolina's Golf Association for example on those like things how to get back to golf uh, right. pro, the safety protocols and things like that but. I mean, I'm very proud of the fact that it was us carrying that torch. And, and again, it goes back to when we started all our legislative efforts that we were the ones carrying the torch and everybody else was just contributing financially. And here we go this year with, like you say, I mean, being able to take the back to golf document and getting it in the hands of legislatures, legislators and those folks that are making those decisions so that they can see the value and where we're coming from, right? And yep. they understand already. And so... That's if you don't have all that laid out for decades, you can't walk in the front door during a pandemic and expect that your issue or your industry is going to be held exactly. any higher. And I think that's the battle that we fought from a PR perspective as we waded through it was there were so many industries of people who were sent home or laid off or had to work from home that lived on golf courses who are now saying, well, I, why is that still open? I'm at home and I can't work. Why should this be versus right them you know taking the stance that we took in terms of health well-being mental health physical health all these benefits that can come from the social distancing of being outside once we covered all the touch points etc such as yeah flag sticks and 
closing clubhouses. I mean, that was the stuff you have to wade through, right? When you go back to that, Brian was the examples of, okay, well, my pro still wants to sell shirts. Okay. We'll figure out a way to do every transaction through Venmo or something electronically and have a gift bag sitting there where you can hand it out a go to go window because you can't open your retail shop in certain counties. Mm-hmm. Like right. the golf course could be open, but the driving range couldn't be open. I mean, there was a unique situation. Yeah. Daily for i'm gonna say almost 60 days yeah and then the other one too is people uh, taking photographs of people riding two to a cart or things like that and the perception challenges that ensued after that and i mean we heard firsthand that the that um the department of health and human services i think in both states wanted golf closed but we had enough allies on the other side to keep it open so really that's uh i don't, I don't think people realize how serious that was and that and that the golf courses out there that weren't obeying those um, safety yeah. protocols were being noticed and they were being photographed and they were they were legitimate complaints coming in that we were having to defend off. So that gave you an opportunity to do a, I would assume, a first for the Carolinas GCSA. The first repeat president back-to-back years? Not the first. But not the last either, right? Just kidding. I hope so. I don't know. I don't mind it. Um, Who was the first? Am I early, early? Steve Sheets. Okay. And I don't know why he stayed for two years. Um, there's various stories, um, but that was in the early 90s. Gotcha. Um, before we even had a formal executive director, if you will. Oh, really? Um, yeah, Borman didn't come on until the late 90s. Gotcha. Um, from GCSAA, where we actually got some good support from the national organization there to help um, kind of guide our chapter and, and let it grow a little bit and become more formal and establish an executive director who then kind of took over the Clemson turf show and then yeah. molded into Chuck and the team and my transition in from there. And so, gotcha. So first time since we've had an ED back to back presidential years. Mm, for sure. Well, we had an executive secretary, et cetera, but paid executive director that it would be. Yes. We're trying to get back to your correct, Alan. Somehow or another, he's the first in some way repeat president in the modern era. Right, right. (laughs) First ever president to be on this podcast. First ever person to be on this podcast. Who was the other? Uh, Steve Sheets, and there was somebody else, too. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Whitey, maybe? Whitey Wright, maybe? Early on. Or Palmer. Palmer, maybe. Like, super early on. Yeah, I thought there was another one, though. Um, I'd have to go look at the picture on the wall in the office. Yeah. But here's the shirt. What was that? Peter Millar you got on? It's fancy as I can afford. Right. It's oh, a good looking It was free. Shirt. You know, I Peter Millar is not a real person. I always thought it yes. was. <laughs> How about this? Brian I did not know that. I think we might have talked about this before, but saved me when it came to Zoomers this year. That's what I call Zoom meetings. Zoomers. I don't know if anybody else does, but that's what I like calling Why did he save you? Because he had gifted me a golf shirt. That's the one that stayed in your office. And it stayed in my office. And I always forget, and I might not have been appropriately dressed for a Zoomer in my office, so I'd throw on the golf shirt. So if anybody on the board happened to pay attention, I wore the same golf shirt in every Zoom meeting for approximately four months until I accidentally screwed up and wore that one home. I almost asked you during Kaminsky's Zoom bomb that if – is that the same – is that your stock shirt? Well, you should have because here's the best part. That's where I was going with this is that I somehow or another wore that stupid thing home one day. And so I said something to Brian about he was coming down for his first like visit in months and he shows up with two new ones. Oh wow. One stays in the office. This one's made it out of the office and wait for it. It's time. A fleece. Oh wow. 
It's finally cold enough. But it was hard to pass up my newest hoodie. Since yeah, I noticed that. You like that? I do like that. Did you get one of those? Do you got one of those? No, I did not get How'd the hoodie. How would you get one? Uh, did you ask Danny? Danny sent them to me. After you. Danny um, did. Danny sent me a nice gift box. I didn't get anything from Syngenta. Hmm. Zilch. Zero. I got chips. I got Harold's. Harold's hooked me up with some stuff. They did. Yeah. You had 30 opportunities to beg, right. borrow, steal from all the locations. Okay. I want to say this real quick. Can I, can I interject a quick story there? No. This okay. is not about you, Alan. So, Brian. No, go uh, ahead, interject. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't ask for much, you know. And one of my one of my first commercials I recorded was Regal Chemical in Atlanta. And I'm leaving. We're kind of wrapping up in Alpharetta, and uh, they have it looked like a flower pot coffee mug. It looks, you know, a little clay flower pot. And I was like, that's so cool. I got to get one for my wife. And they're like, here you go. The next thing you know, they're throwing stuff at me, wall calendars and blah blah blah. So it was kind of neat. At Corbin Turf, they gave me a great Callaway shirt nice hat and he goes let me get your vest i said a vest would be lost on me i'm not a vest guy you might as well just keep that you know wow last time i showed up at corbin turf i had to use a credit card for some product <laughs> <laughs> well maybe you weren't talking to mr corbin or rocky i wasn't yeah. actually unfortunately but rocky <laughs> was in the parking lot and he helped me load those bags into the back of my truck and very nice thanks for your purchase gentlemen so no, they're good people they're yeah. good people that was a lot of fun so brian made it in the video so hold on let's talk about it oh yeah yeah, we can do that. Brian, he was in the uh, Corbin Turf video. I was, yeah. I was bending over, pointing at a piece of grass. Yeah. yeah. Superintendent role Superintendent, in the video. Yeah, the superintendent pose. We had two, there was two scenes I could choose from of you. Both of them were looking at the, bending down looking. But the whole point to his back-to-back years is that, as we joked about, the board didn't get a chance to get together. Zoom doesn't count, right? Yeah. And I think part of your reward. I was giving it a two-second pause. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> I will shut up. I'm sorry. I'm I'll cut kidding. my mic down. Just, no, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, yeah, reward's a good word. Um, compensation, payback. These guys get nothing for their time served, right? Um, but in, in the time that I've been here, what I've heard that you can't put a price tag on are the relationships that are built and the friendships that come out of it. And, and you can even watch as you go to meetings down the road from guys that have served before and you can watch their interactions whereas years prior they didn't even know each other and now there's like a bond i dare say and so they didn't get that opportunity this year we had four new directors voted on well three new and one repeat with don coming back on as a past president but four new to a term of 13 and so not necessarily just for Brian's level of superior expertise and actions taken during the course of a pandemic, did we say, let's do the repeat? It was more so since you only get a year. Yeah. And as long as it's okay with the next guy coming in, who I think our main concern would have been Mr. Bagwell. Right. We didn't want him to feel right, like, hey, right. you know, you're not, it has anything to do with you at all because it doesn't um, in his preparedness or his opportunity for tenure but i think between brian and billy in particular you've got two guys who would serve for another 20 years if they could and so it didn't really matter and so it was just kind of a natural progression as a suggestion to say hey boys let's just roll this thing over and start fresh again next year right you know let's take a pandemic board session and let's get back into growing the association like we were going to do at the beginning of 2020 so is there kind of gives you a redo a reset is there anything you had in your mind that you wanted to do this year and now looking back, you know, maybe maybe I'm I don't want I want to move towards a different direction. Anything? 
Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I initially had planned. I'm not going to go through each one, one by one, but... Um, net jets, we didn't get that done. Yeah, we didn't get the net jets quite established. <laughs> but, no, I mean, we had... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there was a, there was always there was a component of board for you know for the the gentleman who's serving on the board the doing some kind of leadership training and things like that. I had to, I had a whole list of stuff, but serving through this year has I mean it's just opened my eyes to a world. You know I've been involved in the North Carolina Legislative Committee for gosh I think well, as long as I've been on the board it's been like nine years now and. Um, so, but then seeing it in action, like it just, it never occurred to me that it would go from just showing up at golf days and occasionally meeting with our lobbyists and that kind of thing to where it was like put into action like it was. So right. I, I would, I would like to think that my, my, um, value, I guess is just, I, I, I don't know. I just see everything in a different light. And then I see, you know, we made the decision to cancel the conference and show for this year and i think that was i mean that was something that had to be done and for those that didn't agree with it you know certainly apologize for that but at the same time it was it was about protecting members first and the second thing was you know we're, we don't want to get knee deep in contracts and then and then have to pull out from those and then not be able to get reimbursed for them so there was a lot of there was a lot of factors that went into that decision but when you saw the staff in, in liberty work um to put on this, well, actually, to where, where Tim came up with the idea of this virtual conference, and then the work that's gone on in in Liberty with Kim and Angie and Melissa to make this thing happen is just phenomenal. I mean, it was yeah. it was fun to watch, or is fun to watch, and it's um, like I mean, it's just you talk about your job just changing overnight to you know 180 degrees, and you're going another direction. Right, is just um, it did go from just saying, "Hey, man, we got this." kind of regular assurance to a president to hey sorry to bug you again man i uh, sorry i gotta call you oh it i didn't mean to call you it's can we get past this because i'm gonna be calling you a lot apparently in the next couple days um you know what i mean and it was regular conversation where i can see probably in his shoes being up here i mean you can see where he comes every day right and there's probably a period of time where you've got 60 days to prep a golf course and all of a sudden the world changes and you're actually the president of an association as well and I'm a needy guy on behalf of 1,800 others, right? And so between us, we feel like, you know, we've got to make some hard decisions to kind of ensure the best direction of the security of the game at some points it was. Simplot Turf and Horticulture is one of the leading turf and ornamental distributors in the United States. We share your passion for these markets and to your success. While our roots in this industry started in the western United States, we are dedicated to bringing that same high level of customer service and product quality to you as we have demonstrated out west. Our mission is to provide you, our valued customer, with a level of trust, service, and support that is unequaled in this industry. Simplot Turf and Horticulture, bringing Earth's resources to life. But let's go to, back to these North Carolina golf days real quick. Did we have the chance to talk about um, Brian and his participation on the bus scheduling part of this on his first <laughs> podcast and how he got left? No, I have no idea what you're talking I, about. I'm trying to block You, you that don't out. remember? Other than Rick. So we talked about Rick. Yeah, with being the okay, the, this wasn't that same year. Okay, you weren't there for Rick and um, the, the 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 
director of transportation when Chuck called him the bus driver. Are you with White? Oh, I don't. I miss that. One. Rick Rick Henderson when he had the long hair. Oh no, in the mean, black suit at golf day, and Chuck I walked up. And said, Did you bring the eight or the twelve person van? And Rick's like, I'm a superintendent at Skybrook. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, let's see here. We typically what would happen is we would meet at the hotel at like seven thirty as a group of allied golf folks right like all the execs and then any of our guests and then we'd have like somebody like the lieutenant governor or something would come over or and, and well, actually that it was uh dan Forrest brought uh sherry, sherry berry over oh that's why one yeah. year correct. that's when my love affair started with sherry correct correct and that's sherry. a whole that's a whole nother podcast it's by sherry the way. berry you want to go there? Go ahead. I won't forget where I'm going with this. No, go ahead. Back yeah, to you, no, no, Tommy. I do want to know what's the obsession with the elevator lady here that in North Carolina. Barry. Well, I mean, right. I'll just say that. But McClain, it's not just Brian. So this it's is a lot her. Her term. Her term is up this year. She did not run again. She's um, in every elevator in North but Carolina. But she's in every elevator. Yeah, and South- I don't know if I'll be able to comfortably get on an elevator again. Oh, I, I used to have to take in pictures from other states and say, is it safe to travel? And he's like, no, where's the certificate posted? Yeah. Who's a South Carolina I mean, person? I'd go out, if I go I out of state, Allen, I will not But they don't have their elevator. picture. That's the difference. Oh, okay. And, and a couple years ago, while he was in service, she upgraded from a black and white to a color photo. Yeah, almost an 8 by 10 glossy <laughs> in some cases. It was phenomenal <laughs> when, we, when we started identifying okay. those. Thank you. I just All you North Carolina guys were upset on her. Well, so anyways, we've got transportation to take us over to the governor's house, typically, where we're going to go meet for an hour. Let me just say this, though, too, before you get into that. So as Tim alluded to, we were meeting at 730. So me being the astute uh, person that I am, I showed up at 715. I was in the lobby drinking coffee, ready to go. With his, like, everything checked out closed. Like, he had everything out of the room because we did say... If you're not, if you're going to stay through the whole lunch function, you need to go ahead and get checked out of the hotel, have everything out before the seven thirty thing. Right, right. So, anyways, we're getting ready to leave and get on the the transportation buses, and Brian thinks that's a good time to go put all the stuff in his car. And so, I distinctly remember getting on the bus. But I, no, I had told somebody too that that's he what told I was somebody. Doing. But there were two buses, and he told somebody on the I other bus. I think it was Corinne. So, I hey, think I'm it was Corinne with CMA. Uh, and so yeah. I hop on the other bus the one I'm riding on and I look around and said are we missing anybody if so raise your hand just for the first time and it's the only time I've ever said that on any of these buses nope and so I sat down and said let's go bud and so we start riding and then the next thing to I know, the governor's mansion you guys were going to the governor's mansion to the governor's mansion. mansion from the hotel and so then we're I think we're maybe have just pulled in and Brian texts and says did you guys already leave <laughs> wow. and I'm like uh yeah and so now I go into hat panic mode right yeah. like i'm oh my gosh ryan's left he's our chairman etc and so i'm trying to get the bus driver to come back over this is pre-uber right so right, this ain't right. like a just getting a cab type yeah. thing and, and i don't remember he can give his version of how it all transpired but in my mind i think the funniest thing was getting a text back from him that says do you think the yankees bus ever left without jeter <laughs> That's all. Awesome, so that's right. when he got the nickname Jeter for a couple years, is because gotcha. he got left from the Yankees bus. That's awesome. But I do remember the driver came back and got me, picked me up, and took me over there. And I just remember you guys were all sitting in the lobby of the governor's mansion, and then I walk in the front door, and I forget what I said, but it was probably the only time somebody ever came in the uh, governor's mansion like that. Uh, it was like a Cheers moment or something. Yeah. He just oh, came walking wow. in. It was hilarious. <laughs> it, it like echoes through, and there's everybody's all quiet. Right. And Turner was in there. I remember Turner being the first one that greeted me. Who won governor this that last election? Cooper. Cooper. Roy Cooper. Oh, he won re-election? Yes. Okay. 
Isn't that what you were asking us? Yes. Yeah. Because was Forrest the other guy? Dan was running. Yeah. yeah. Dan was yeah. running uh, against him. Oh, do you know Dan? You we both yeah, we met Dan at uh, – Huh. Dan got has Dan got a very, very cool – Did you get a coin? Oh, yeah. 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 So I gave him a poker chip, right? Yeah. At one of our meetings, just as we walked in to sit around at his office, and he walks over and he hands me, and it's a – on one side, it's like a service – I can't remember – if it's the reserves that he served in or something, it's something military-oriented. And then on the other side, it's got Dan Forrest, Lieutenant Governor. Yeah, it's a, a seal. heavy okay. metal coin, and he slaps it down. He's like, you can have one of mine. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's so, pretty cool. It but, like- but he was – he was, so he then the next year, I, I guess it might have been, it was a different year. He came and spoke to us at the hotel before we uh, went to the governor's mansion. And he and he was the one that organized for – Sheree Barry, she made an appearance. Him. Yeah, Sherry Barry. That was made of, That was made two of. years after we had taken you and met her in the hallway of the of the uh, yeah of the legislative. She building. saw me from afar, and I saw her from afar, and we like it was like a ending of a Hallmark movie. We Man. ran and hugged. <laughs> it was like the winter wheat sprung up between them, and the breeze started blowing, and they started running towards oh. each other. Her leg went back up when they hugged. That is funny. No, but we did meet her assistant was uh, Chip Beck's daughter. Daughter or no sister. It was Chip Beck's Chip's sister. sister, correct. Huh. Who, um, that's when we figured out the whole thing that I was, because I used to go to Chip Beck's um, son, was the dentist, her brother. Oh, that's really? how it was. Yeah. Small world. It was weird. I'm off to the side talking to her about shooting 59. Brian's over there talking about elevators. <laughs> like I'm talking golf. He's talking. Chip Beck, got, Chip got inducted to the Carolinas. I was there. The same night it happened. Got, and then Biff was like, I can't follow that kid. I can't follow Chip Beck's son. You yeah. know, I got half. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So in my conversations with Cherie, I asked her one time, I said, <laughs> does – so and it, for those of you who don't know, she approves elevators, but uh, safety. But she's also the OSHA lady okay. for North Carolina Department of – what is it? Health and safety or – it's not it's OSHA, but it's like – yeah, Department of Labor, Department of Labor. And so she's the one that's over all the safety inspections and whatnot. And she, I said, are, are golf courses even like a uh, a concern of yours, like golf safety? And she said, oh no, like the the big deal in North Carolina anyway is construction sites, and the number one fine that's given out is for roofers not having the proper harnessing. And and uh, she said there every year in North Carolina, it's I, I think she said thirty six people die from falling off roofs in the huh. construction industry, and then that's so that's their number one site inspections they make on. Wow, she said golf courses aren't even a blip in blip on the radar. Gotta love that kind of. Yeah. But now I will say that you know you got to still be careful though. You do, yeah, you do. So okay, we're talking What's, about twenty twenty. We're recapping the year. So it started, we had a decent year, we went to GIS, everybody had a good time, then we came back home, we did a podcast, then we canceled the meeting, we had a pandemic, then what? Tell them about the rest of your year, what's happened? This is a year in review, and then you said we went, what? Nothing, virtual conference, because we had to cancel? Yeah, so I think most of our time was spent, this year was spent on the phone with uh, allied associations and legislators to... Um, then planning the the conference comes to you, and that was incredible amount. That's another thing too. I don't think anybody realizes from unless you unless you were able to see it firsthand is how much time went into uh, setting this conference up, securing the you know the the producer and and uh, 
getting all that set up for, and we had what, like less than six months to do it, I think, when the, by the time the decision was made to cancel. Six weeks? Yeah. Not six months. Yeah. And then I think uh, the other thing, too, is, and I want to give a shout out to him, too, Alan, our, uh, you know, who's, who's helped the association tremendously in all the, the, these commercials that you're being able to see. And, and you need to go on the conference comes to you website because if you watch all 30, you'll be eligible for, what is that, $30,000 in prizes. Correct. But, I mean, he knocked those out of the park. So, Alan, I Thank you appreciate, very much. I appreciate everything it. you do for this association. So the easiest way to remember the chronology is Alan in video production because the board approved everything around the 1st of August, right? And then Alan and I talked about the concept, and he's like, I'd really like to have all 30 names by the end of August. Yeah. To which point I was able to get into him the third week of August, I think, almost all of them. If not before. Which were then he had from that point until the end of October, which, okay, oh, that's, what, two months? Okay, two months and 30 90-second commercials produced while making yourself available to getting on the road to do it, et cetera. But the difference is, so that's the third week of August, let's say the end of August, and we opened registration by the 25th of September. So... Basically, we had six weeks to go from an idea to securing 30 classes worth of speakers to 30 sponsors covering all of our exposure, basically, to then putting a product to market. And then that doesn't even include all the partnerships with the 40 other chapters, et cetera, that are also benefiting from it. So, And I think that was that, that's a, uh, something else to mention is, you know, we saw there was a need. We were hearing from other uh other chapter leaders and the concern out there for for their members not being able to uh, get get quality education and and uh, and available to them and for pesticide credits or just the GCSA education points. So reaching out to yep, yep. 30, 40, 40 plus chapters and getting them on board was a major major uh, uh, deal too, which Tim worked through. So. Uh, again, but, it goes back. Tim, this was the brainchild of Tim, and he just he just did a fantastic job getting all this. And I mean, he so we're we're cold calling people, you know, about asking if they have any interest in in this, and and also our sponsors. And that which brings me to one other point I want to make about sponsors is, you know, I always thought sponsors, I you know, I always try to make an effort to use sponsors that support or or purchase from. Uh, companies that support our association and i think everybody would kind of agree with me on that but yeah, yeah. it never meant more to me until now just um you know these are people all of the sponsors that you know for in um for instance in conference comes to you that have a genuine care and interest in your profession and these are the these are the guys that make this happen as far as the education and and also the association so we wouldn't be where we are professionally without the help of these sponsors. So I, I just, I can't say enough about the sponsors. And that's something as we go into 2021, I will continue to show gratitude for the sponsors. Well, if I could interject myself there, kind of go on that same note. So somebody's got to host these things daily. And Tim, Tim approached me a while back and then Chuck kind of did. And I was honest at Chuck, I, that's a lot. That's a big commitment to be tied down at your desk every day, one to three p.m., and you took that on. So kudos, you're hosting huge, huge yeah. kudos. That's above and beyond, right there. Which is why he's got a lot of candy coming in the mail, probably. Does he? Yeah, I got a handful of uh, of different. I know Chuck sent you some stuff 
Or, I don't if, think I got anything. Well, from he's bought just. I was on the phone with the day he purchased his. So maybe he did, but I don't know. I think I got Don Garrett sent some candy and uh, Brian Green. Nice. And I'm trying to think who the. There's one other on there. It was well deserved. Kudos for you for taking on that challenge of, of well, co- committing. Well, hours, right? It's 30 classes, it's two commitment. hours each, so it's at least 60 hours. That doesn't include logging in a half an hour early each each day. Right. So there's 75 hours you're up to. And if you run over, you know, I yeah. mean, so that's above and beyond your normal job, et cetera. You got to have your work out of the way. So right. We got to have this recording done in a little bit. He got work to do. Uh, we do. And he's got, if you, see, you didn't get to go to his shop yet, did you? He's got signs. There's at least three signs I saw. Be quiet. I'm doing a conference oh, yeah. nice. seminar yeah nice yeah no but I, I mean he when he started talking about the partners i think the the compliment that i would give alan on these is that we've gotten some unsolicited feedback on some of the commercials as the guys have started watching them and to hear comments like i learned something i never knew about these companies and i've been in the industry x number of years nice that was cool right so that if nothing else and it's not necessarily product knowledge, but some things about the people. Right, right. I've had some others that have said, I actually have a list of people that I'm calling now after watching the commercials because I have some follow-up questions for them. Cool. And some of those are product-specific related. Yeah. And then I got another one that said, hey, I didn't even know so-and-so sold such-and-such, and I've been using such-and-such, and so now i got to call <laughs> so-and-so. But my point is, and then a lot of them were just compliments on the way they were well done. And so it's not uncomfortable. It's not a bad sit if you wanted to just sit yeah. and watch them all. So you kind of let you in a little secret on that. I think, didn't I tell you the secret about the background music? No, you didn't. Let it. Well, Matthew Wharton picked up. So the background music, I kind of deemed, I picked, took a generic song and deemed it the conference comes to you commercial song. So if you watch them 30 in a row, back to back, about 15 of them, you're going to hear the same Oh, yeah. Like background it's music. Yeah. Nice. But I you're not going to tell got... us what song it is? It's not loud. No. It's copyright free. I, I could tell. I don't know off the top of my head. but It would have been great. Well, we need to follow up with them in a non-COVID world with um, Paul and Christy Hurst, too. Yeah. Um, with Midlife. Yeah. Our friends out in St. Louis to try and get them to do some custom work for the Carolinas. I know. We need our theme song. Well, I mean, you're the lyric guy. I no, not going to rash your creativity anymore like our master's updates we should have been doing with those two um, stuffed animals in the background. Did you see that one? I don't that know was how, hilarious. I don't drink <laughs> enough. Who was that? What show was I that? I have no idea. I, mean, I don't was, even care. It was somebody's. Yeah, it, it was, was a sports show. I kind of dug into who it was, like what, how it got that popular. Wow. I don't, oh. Speaking of. You could have been the guy in the back. I mean, that would have been perfect. Oh, I'd have been in a suit. That would have been you, huh? The headphones and me out front with the Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go to Augusta for a second. You intern there, or did you work there? Intern. I okay. was an intern there for about eight or nine months. All right, so you were, but that means he worked there, right? So through all seasons, he I mean, you were a lot just, of sand. He wasn't a three month intern. Oh, you know. no, I was there. Yeah, I was yeah. there just shy of a year. Interesting. What did you think about the, the fall Masters? I thought it was great. I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, it's it just shows. I mean, I think it shows that. Um. Like let's just say like twelve green because that's the one everybody's commenting on. I mean, that's that's probably the hardest little micro environment to grow grass on. Right. And I thought it looked fine. I mean, I thought yeah. it was good. I think, I mean, I think it was awesome that they had the Masters this fall and didn't totally. cancel it altogether. So I, I enjoyed the opposing scenery with the leaves and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, opposed to the flowers. Yeah, you got to see an aspect of the golf course that you didn't normally see before. So I don't know that I've ever paid attention to the Sunday hole locations. 
but I saw some post yesterday. Yeah. And I think the farthest one was six steps or six feet from an edge. Did you notice those? No. It was four, four, five. It was almost like reading a par until oh, I got six really? in terms of the – it was like 37, four. It was like four, 15. It was like five, gotcha. 16. You know what I mean? Like one yeah. of the two numbers correlating to an edge was less than seven on every hole, I think. Yeah. Like if you went and looked at all the hole locations, it just blew me away how close to the edges they had them. Let me I mean, ask. What was amazing about when you think about the Masters being played in November – is that that grass was just seeded in yeah. in the, like basically mid September is when it germinated. Would they say forty seven days prior to or yeah, something? I mean it's insane. I mean it, and to get it out there and to have the coverage that they had, I mean it was in phenomenal condition. Well, let me ask you this, and and if it's a type of question you can't answer, just say next. How many pounds of ryegrass seed did they? No, use? but they don't normally do shotgun starts at seven thirty. So is there a guy cutting? Is one guy starting? And going and cutting the cups himself, or is there a cup cutter per hole, a bunker group per hole, a fairway group per hole? To because you never um, hear maintenance in the background scooting away either. You know what I mean? I think they would have started earlier, right? And had different. Yeah, groups. I, th- I think. Well, I mean, I, I can tell you when I was there, there was one person cutting holes, but these okay. would be these would be questions Jim Evans or Mark Sam could answer uh, better gotcha. than I could. Did they go down and volunteer? Uh, I believe both of them were down there, yeah. I talked to Jim last week and, and Mark, too. So Can we yeah. talk about Mark real quick? So I don't know that I've ever met him. Good dude. Is he the one in Pinehurst that's talking about needing a pro striper? Yeah, Mark Mark works for BASF. Yeah, we need we need to. <laughs> maybe we need to make a road trip over there and let him borrow it one time and let him see how good that thing works. Yeah. To my yours. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> but he got some good-looking grass that can stripe and needs a, a decent mower. That's funny. The can strike versus Wally's tin can with some sand in it and a bucket on the back. Sorry, Wally. I love you, Gresham. You did not give Chuck a free hat for me when you saw him recently with Brian. I got in Mr. Gresham's master's pool, Wally's. Wait, he did. Chuck, he was, Chuck was supposed to bring you a hat home. Oh. Wally, whoa, whoa, no, Wally wait, had what? Wally had hats, and he First said, I, reference. "I even heard that. I, I heard him say, hey, I've got some stuff in my truck for you to take to Tim.'" Oh. So, Mr. Conley, what do you have to say for yourself? I got all my hats from Chuck. Whoa. What? Uh, now, but it was the same. Via Wally? No, I haven't got a bulk ag hat yet. Okay, yeah. No, 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 no. You'd think being a sponsor, he'd have just sent us a gift pack. I know. Like with some rub in it again because we used beer. it all? I have used all my rub. I have too. I'll, I'll say hey, Wally, back Wally to- do you listen to these podcasts? <laughs> these are our subtle attempts to get some more rub. If not, sign up for the Syngenta Barbecue class on November 17th. Anywho, his his master's pool. I was I had a great first round. I finished second in whatever he ran last time, but my guys went that way. I had Tiger Woods who made a ten. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'll say that going back to the some of the Augusta questions. I parred that hole by the way. One of the things that Brad would do, Brad Owen, who's the golf course superintendent as everybody knows, is had these like turf talks we do through the summer and then between that and then just observing like the different practices. It, there was a lot of stuff that would like you, you. You can't even explain how like fine-tuned it is, and it's just one. It's one of those things like you have to really work it to understand it. Right. Well, I, I think a lot of it's simpler than most people would believe, and I'm just glad they played. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed seeing the leaves on 14 T. Uh, you know, I mean, we're just, in a pandemic. How can you sit back there and be critical of anything? In right. my opinion, I hate yeah. to say it. You got to go back to the root of it all. Like our cases right now in the Carolinas are four times as high as they were when our two states were shut down exactly, six months yeah. ago. And here we are open, and we're fussing about stuff. 
I will say I put my picture of me on 12 playing on Instagram, and Turf Beard didn't know we had played Augusta. And, I, yeah, it's kind of we were texting, and I said, that's the last day I shaved my beard because a member requested I shave before playing. He said, well, ask that member to take me, but I'm not shaving. What did you shoot, Alan? 83. 81 was my Birdie 15. The only only birdie. Wow. Yeah. What did you shoot? 88. But we played 11 from the – We were member tees all day long. No, we played 11 of them from the back. Yeah. Like, we played 11, I remember. My 81 is from the member tees. Yeah. Dude, I remember 11. We were so far back. I ripped driver and had all the three iron I wanted just to trickle it down the hill to the front. Right. Now, I remember looking on 11, looking from the member tee and seeing where the tournament tee was. Oh, it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. 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 I was almost like, do I have to walk that far? That's where I learned my my um, top dressing techniques. Correct. When they wanted to make the – they wanted the fairway to be more visible from 11. Correct. The All right, tee, and then so instead of raising the tee up, they lowered the fairway down. One thing that's always bothered me about the Masters or Augusta, one incident. Oh, here we go. And you can say next – Ernie, that there's piled for removal. When Ernie hit it so far left off 11, like, and it wasn't getting relief, and then a green jacket showed up and said, Ernie, that's piled for removal. That, if it's that far and it was going to be removed, it would have been removed. They hooked him up with free relief. Oh. Uh-huh. What year was that? Might have been in the 90s, early 2000s. It's been I'd a probably while. have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Did he win? No, but the <laughs> the member who gave him the – was probably about Sorry, 80. Go, that was a bad joke. He's never won. Ernie, that there is piled for removal. And I was thinking, no, it's not. It's like Bryson asking this casual water. Don't I get casual? Get, get the F out Did of Did he here. ask that this week? Yeah. I didn't see On that. number three when he lost the ball? I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't. Okay. I didn't watch much. I don't watch TV, so it was kind of hard to keep up with all that. As a rules guy, my skin was crawling. Really? He's like, you sure it's not casual on the guy? I mean, there's no there's no casual water. There's no stand. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Anywho. Interesting. Yeah. Speaking of Ernie Els, that reminds me of a couple of podcasts ago. We, there was a discussion about the 94 Open at Oakmont. Uh, and yeah. um, who was that on the Chris podcast? Chris Patton? No. Uh, yeah, it was Chris. Yeah. And he was talking about that week up there in Pittsburgh and how hot it was. Yeah. And it, I, I started working at Oakmont in 97. And that was always there – was, there was, like, a lot of stories about that week. And, and Colin Montgomery wearing, like – he was like had a jet black shirt on and black pants and just like just could it the heat was just unbearable and <laughs> one of the things that uh, led to Ernie Els winning that ninety four open. You didn't work that open though, did you? No, yeah. ninety seven was my first right. year there. Yeah, I mean, that, you were born in what ninety two, right? I was born in seventy eight. <laughs> Started overachieving in ninety seven. For those of y'all who might have not caught his first episode, go back and listen to it. But he definitely had a stretch of life there where Alan felt like an underachiever. And just what was that? The nineties? <laughs> it was ninety five to two thousand. This, uh, and I forgot about it. Now I'm starting to feel bad again. Yeah. It was just after I after I turned eighteen. Slumping I got out of the house is what the, what it was called. Oh, he he spread his wings. <laughs> he molted, and he turned into a monarch. That's right. And, that's and right. Alan was a moth. <laughs> yeah, till about I'd four say years ago. Were, you yeah. know, I mean, I can tell you, but that's oh gosh. All right, so we we've gone All right, about so an hour. Else, where are we at then? So we're when is this going to air? Can we talk about conference comes to you still? Is it going to air this year, next year, whenever you tell me to? Let's go. What do you think? December first sounds good to me. You got time for that? Mm-hmm. Well, then, since that's the case, you still got a couple more weeks to take classes, folks. So, um, yeah, December 18th is our last day, and the well, this, live drawing's on the 21st. This is week three coming up 
Starting today, right? Yeah. We've got a week off. There's only one week left. If this is December 1st. I've enjoyed modeling. Because you lose Thanksgiving week, Al. We don't have any classes Thanksgiving week. You're going to lose next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed yep. moderating all these because for that, I always sign on at twelve thirty with with the girls in the office, and and then the speakers usually on there. So I get like twenty minutes to pick his brain or learning or from hers. Joey or her or brain. hers, yeah, learning from uh, Joey about the um, cross flight drone school. So oh yeah, yeah, that's something I'm going to sign up for, and uh, we may have a special to work out. Um, for all those, if all goes well, with some drone services into the year, if you take uh, conference comes to you classes, there's some benefits that I don't think we've even published that are going to be surprises that the consumers of conference comes to you will get. So that's all I'd say is that there's some residual benefits that will come to you even after the show just by taking a single class this time. Wow, that could be financially beneficial to you as well in terms of savings uh, for more educational opportunities. Very interesting. Yeah. Gut yeah. feeling right now. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Yeah, Gut no, feeling. No, no. no, I was just going to ask him about these classes and just remind people if you are taking them, and the camera is on because it has to be for pesticide authentication, Yeah. Um, just know that people can see you. Depending on what you're doing, you might be talked about across the hall in Liberty. <laughs> the girls are enjoying their time watching these classes and auditing them, I will tell you that. My first one, there was a dude, and I was like, he's not even paying attention. He's looking over his right shoulder more than he was anyone uh, else. We definitely had that. I think the ones who sign up under their wives' names, that it's Natalie something or whatever, and it's a dude sitting there, we're yeah. always good. The ones who fall asleep, I, I enjoy. But the one, the best one, was the guy who was organizing his office for approximately 38 minutes. I heard about that. And so, like, I'm even texting Brian, hey, do you know? this guy can i get his cell number i'd like him to come ladder and everything out i think (laughs) dude i mean this guy like every shelf in his office was getting fixed up like just had the camera going but he was like that guy in the library on one of those things sliding back and forth just putting books on shelves right right the whole time it was going on um it's kind of like when you're recording a podcast and somebody's texting gut feeling are we back at november (laughs) are we back at conference and show next year at myrtle beach gut feeling yes okay i hope so I, I do say I do want to say though that this this uh, winter, granted, I don't, you know, depending on, well, I won't even say that, but you know, with the are the way the numbers look right now, and then throwing the flu on top of that, and I think I think we're in for a it's going to be a dicey winter. I know. I just I keep telling my staff to be protect yourself and others. Yeah, stay vigilant, but also like be careful what you're doing, like what kind of groups you're hanging out in at night and that kind of stuff. And not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one to tell anybody what to do, but you know, my guys at the shop, you know, if they, um, you're going out because if they want to go out to a party or something, yep, and they're they're bringing that into work the next day too. So it's like full disclosure time almost. uh, You hate to do it, but for those you're around. And I think it's only going to get worse here for a couple months, Al, which is what scares me. Oh, I agree. I'd love I agree. to say yes to next November, but, you know, last Monday I'm, I'm down at the beach and Horry County had a uh, mask ordinance that timed out. So you don't have a mask ordinance down there and you think, well, if you're looking at the beach specific to have an event, which would have started today while we're recording this, um, you could have had an event. But then you look at the number of cases in South Carolina, I think it was 1,687 yesterday. Back when you and I were making all these hard decisions for the entire game throughout March and April, I remember commenting on how South Carolina was unique from North Carolina just because we were only in 
the low triple digits, like a couple hundred a day versus North Carolina had hit yeah. the thousand a day mark. Right. And so here we are. We're tenfold sometimes worse than that. And that's what scares me heading into the spring. And, you know, everybody says until the vaccine, right? And right, if the vaccine right. works and yeah. et cetera. But if all those things come to play, then for sure, I think next year at the beach would be yeah. awesome. I think people need it. I think people yeah. need yeah. people. Totally. I need totally. Yeah. We've talked about that. And I think it's, it's not – I think what we're learning is the education is important. People are, you know, with over 500 unique consumers taking part in a conference online says a lot, but I also think that people have a need to be around other people. And that's what our, our show provides the best opportunity for. Imagine how big his book's going to be after another year. of prep. Is that the, uh, the, the one that I sent you home no, with? Or is that the not, one you ordered? That's that, not the five. That, no, that's the one I had just before. That's that. the three, right? Yeah. I think that's three inches. Yeah. We, we've got him a five inch binder, Alan. What's your city council thing look like? Um, you got well, it's not cabinet? as neatly organized as that. Okay. Because they provide him some stuff, right? Like all yeah. ours is on the iPad. Yeah. So that's all. He's printed all that. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. What Alan's referring to is Brian Steeler, um, president. Oh, it's an updated cover, it, 20 and 21. I uh, see that on the side, yeah. That's awesome. I even like the little P-Dub logo on there. That's pretty cool. Wow. Didn't notice you made that the either. cover, Alan. Did you not notice I that? love it. I bet there's a page in there with your name on it somewhere, too, in there. Alan Knight on something. I bet you're in the binder for some reason. Yeah, I, I think you might be. Let's, we, can't, we can't finish the show without talking about the, the town and my addition to the town okay. and you yeah. and the zoning laws. we got to get that in real quick. What are we talking about? Brian sent me my replica, the Nighty Night Motel. Well, I thought the best thing was, have you? this is like photo A and photo B, right? Okay. Because, like, I don't remember it saying three hours, 28 bucks on the right, real one. Right. No, I, yeah, I enhanced it a little bit. I enhanced it a little bit. I loved it, man. My yeah, let's kid. talk about the 90-night well, motel. Tim and Alan here are the reason for zoning laws. Let's just, let's just say that. So, I guess at the first conference comes you seminar the day we were up there, and I said, I'm lucky I'm not. We were talking about you. And I said, I'm lucky I'm not on that table. And next thing you know. Okay, let's just – okay, everybody. This is – not everybody knows what we're talking about here. Brian likes to play with model trains in his basement. Scale. So, this is a follow-up. you got to go back and listen to the previous episode. You do. And if you haven't listened, for those who are in here on part two and don't have time for the sequel of part one – Yes. Brian is a model train aficionado. Maybe you could have like the intro to this. You played some good good tunes the first time, but maybe you could do like Arlo Guthrie. Okay. City of New Orleans or something. I'll do that. Song. I love that song. That's great. And so um, I have an office there in Highlands, apparently, a NetJets office, which has been relocated and downsized. In, well, yeah, because NetJets wasn't doing good, so he got kicked out of his <laughs> two-story office building, and he's now in a shed that's being held up by – Three two by fours, and most of the pallets that I use for deer stands that are out back. But um, yes. Yeah, so Alan made the comment about not being in town, and Brian said, "Well, it's usually a good thing when you're not in town." Yeah. And so, um, the best part was I thought the timing of the ribbon cutting was at eight p.m. on Saturday night, <laughs> <laughs> while there were some other things going on um, at the Nighty Night Motel in the world. Yeah, like. Press conferences oh. to announce presidents. No, where I and we were having an eight p.m. ribbon cutting on the nighty night motel coming out right then. Like if you didn't get the timing of that, I'm sorry. Was that, it Saturday? Yeah, but I mean, okay. Was, I was at a I was at a baby shower, and I, when I went back to my phone, I had yeah. You disappeared for yeah, a while there. Yeah. yeah, that was the funny part is that there was someone else speaking at eight p.m. I got you. And the nighty night motel was getting a ribbon right. cutting, and traffic was backed up in by, town. By nighty and, night, that's a little play on words because the last the night is K and K. Yeah. 
but I do want to, I would appreciate the craftsmanship. So I showed it to Lucas, my youngest son. He's like, wow, that's like real bushes. And that's, and, and Kristen was very impressed with it. So thank you. Cause it's only like one finger high, according to like a big owl finger. Right? Correct. It's like yeah. tiny. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, my next question is sitting by Slash and Jeff Gordon. My little Funko like, yes, pop. Like the home next to Slash. Yeah. Yeah. Like do you have a vinyl printing machine that you do that all that with? No, no, I don't. I don't see. So like what I'll do is I, for the verbiage, I'll either use the there's the, you know dry transfer graphics. Yeah, I do use a lot of those, and then other stuff I'll just print it on um, like let uh, what do you call it like the a thin paper. address labels. Okay, because like the RCA out. free RCA TV or like the RCA. Oh yeah, it's the real like from back in the '60s when it had yeah. colored TV or what, so, if that was from '70s. I don't know when. Do you, when did colored TV start? But did you purchase that label? No, that was I just print that. Wow. Yeah, I can just the craftsmanship. Or I mean, you can airbrush and hand paint all those, and yeah, yeah, yeah. some of those are, like, yeah, very impressive. Yeah, Thank that, you. like so, the sign itself is made out of um, that's just plastic that I've cut. I cut out. So let's, if we we got to wrap it up, right? I, I guess we I mean, need. We to, do have got a podcast to do, and you got to get a Gouda infused cheeseburger at some point today. We're going to bring in the Hutton questions for all three of us. Start did we get hunting questions? I didn't get any. I surprised you. I got them this time. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, did you reach out for some? Yeah. I told him just to give us some. What's your favorite thing about Myrtle Beach? Tim Krieger. Leaving. Okay. Oh, I love Myrtle Beach. Yeah, That's just because it's a long week. That's all for me. I don't mean it in a bad way. I like the beach. I just, I'm ready to go home after being there for eight days. I hear you. Rebel flag rafts. That's what I like about Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Eagles. Oh, we're gonna every start, other. We're going to start putting Brian up at a condo in Ocean Creek. <laughs> or no, no. What's it called? What's the one down in the south end? Is that it? No, the one on the south end. Oh, no, you're talking about uh, Ocean Isle. Oh, no. That's Ocean Lakes. Lakes. Ocean Lakes. Ocean Lakes, yeah. yes, with yes. his own presidential <laughs> golf cart to ride around at night and high-five everybody. It was, uh, it was Brooks and Tell, my old assistant, that, that got me into the whole Myrtle Beach like the scene that I really didn't know much about, like buying rebel flag rafts and like. <laughs> and I love boobs, coffee, milk creamers that we were looking yeah, you're at. You're going to have to take a picture after you just put that on the podcast now. I didn't People know I can't that. see that. I didn't know I had Myrtle Beach on the bottom of oh, it. Oh, yeah, either, that's though. the whole point. That's yeah. the best part. You didn't. That's what. Oh, sorry. I save up my allowance money and I go to Eagles and I buy like the souvenirs that's that have my, Myrtle Beach. When I them. said I miss Myrtle Beach and Brian brings this out today, right on right. the same day. I don't know what I missed. One of my favorite things about Myrtle Beach is so I'm gonna skip. Brian, what job do you think you would like best on the golf course maintenance crew? Ooh, oh geez, that'd be a tough one because I well no, it's actually it's not tough. Anything that involves walking, I can't like I don't like jobs where you're sitting. Okay. I don't have the patience for it, and I get bored easily. So walk mowing stuff, I like to do. I think I'm ready to start mowing tees. Yeah, I would definitely be a mower or a dew sweeper, but that takes two. Yes, I I wouldn't mind driving the tractor. No tractors. That seems very overrated. Bumpy. Oh, but that's the beauty of it: slow and steady. But it's boring, you know. Yeah, but mowing a green wouldn't be boring, would it? No, but well, because there's you're not there's like mowing. you're getting exercise. There's action to it. What's your favorite color? Blue, green. I'm gonna go blue. What shade of blue for you two, please? Since you both went blue, mine's like a gray blue. Not to go like navyish. My youngest loves a turquoise, a good turquoise. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is three different blues there. That's a good follow up question, Mr. Krieger. Thank you. What is one rule in golf you would change? Calling it P 
pin locations or hole locations. I'd allow the word pin in the game. Oh, geez. Yeah. Michelle Wee West brought that up this week. I'm going to tell you, I was impressed with her. Yeah. She was like, I, I was just listening and I was like, who's this female at first? And then I figured out it was her. And I'm like, dude, I could do more of this for right. sure. So I thought she did great. Yeah. I, if I had to change one, but I think it has been changed. Can you, well, if I don't know for tournament play, but you can drop. If you, if you hit your ball out of bounds, you get a drop there, can't you? Not for tournament, Not just for, for tournament member for, play. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd definitely change. No OB. Get rid of white everywhere. I'm, I'm about a, 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 what you call it? No more stroke and distance. Just yeah. When it, where it goes out, you drop and you play from there. Well, it's amazing two, how many golf three. courses are impro- like improperly marked because white out of bounds should only be property lines, correct? No. Well, no, not only property lines. What about railroad tracks? If there's an area you want to deem, don't want people over there, you could deem it OB. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, though, for the most part, like, you can't just put a white line down. Like, I'm thinking about, like, our here, which I, I know you haven't played, but between <laughs> 11 and 14, it's just woods in between there. Right. And it used to be marked white, but in reality, it's our land. If right. You got, if you hit your ball down there and you can go down and find it and hit it, you should be able to hit it. True. So was it marked OB for safety? Probably based on the age play. of your members yeah, well, and the slope of the marked, hills. Yeah, then it went to be marked red, and now it's – You imagine I don't, that – Now there's, it's not more. You imagine that area full of acorns and a member going down there after a golf ball and slipping and falling? They, they fall. Red, I think it's OB for liability purposes. Red would be friendlier to What's the player. What's your role? Give me my two minutes back searching for lost ball. I need that five, not that three. <laughs> Just kidding. So did that change? Yeah, you only get three minutes to look for lost yeah. ball now. It's even better. I, I agree. Can we cut that in half? The last question. From Huntoon? Yep. DeChambeau, do you think he ever win the Masters? I do, but I think he's going to respect the golf course like Dustin kind of did. Tim's got no comment that's a tough on that? One. I mean, that's a tough one only because the guy is sort of unlikable. But No doubt he's unlikable. I don't like him, but I do think if he got his mind together, Tim doesn't like that question at all. Why is that? Yeah, I'd have to go with you on that one, Alan. I think he's definitely capable of it, but he'd have to change his. Someone was saying he was he was planning to play number thirteen by driving it up over the trees to know. fourteen fairway and then coming into thirteen green that way. I didn't hear that, but all right. So Tim's quit talking. We're going to call that a show. Brian, thank you for having us. Good. No, luck. I'll talk all day long. I just didn't like that question. All right, then we'll cut it from the whole show. What was your answer? Then I do think he'll win, but he's got to learn to respect the golf course and not just his beefy attitude. Mm. What about Kepka's meathead reply on Instagram via Miss Sims? Did you see his reply to why do you have the meathead uh, demeanor or whatever? Somebody no. asked. No. And he was just a, with you? No. No. And then just, she ends up saying, he's really a sweetheart. No, I just saw where. Uh, What's her deal? Who? Why is she still with him? Brooks' girlfriend? Yeah. No idea. I'm not a Brooks fan. I'm, I mean, the way brother. he kind of shames her, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she wants a kiss on TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's do like, don't, don't get away from me type yeah. deal, you know what I mean? And Yeah, yeah. Like, this is my spotlight woman, not yours. Paulina. I don't get it. Paulina Gretzky. Was she, was she there? Yeah. I didn't watch the very end of it. So, she was, all, she was at 18 Green? You know, she held his hand all the way from 18 Green to the clubhouse, and I felt like saying, oh, you can't let him have his moment. You got to make sure you're in there too, huh? I didn't know if they were still together or not. Name another wife that's held her husband's hand all the way. Now, granted, there's not a sea of people blocking what we can see either. But Yeah. 
That was interesting. Yeah. We're going to cut the last five minutes of this show. Charlie got to walk up there with Dad for a while, didn't he? That was cool. Last year. Roundtree? Woods? Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The closest thing yeah. I can think of to walking up afterwards. But Charlie, his son, that's all I'm getting at. There, well, I don't think there that's is another son. wife. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tracking with you. I don't think there is another one. I can't remember anybody ever getting to walk that far no. with someone. No, no, no. Interesting. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you for coming. You're welcome anytime. Any parting words for the listeners? For our... I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back for another year. Now, the only thing I want to say is, again, to all our partners and, and uh, sponsors, thank you. Yeah. You make us who we are. I want to say thank you to Brian. He's invested a ton of time in one year, and I can't even imagine what it's going to take for two. So, especially um, through the pandemic and the, the conferences. The Blue Bicycle serve lunch, or is it just breakfast? No, they serve lot of breakfast cool. and lunch. Yeah. Who? The is Blue it? Bite Cafe. Blue Bite? Bike. bike. Like bicycle. Like pedal a bicycle. Where is that? It's in town. Five minutes. Is right down at the end by the mountain grocery thing? It's on, no, well, it's on the way out. Like you're going to Cashers. It's right It's right as you leave town. Hmm. Never Where are we that. going next? Cashers? Cashers. Cool. Do you know how to get there? No, but GPS does. Yep. Make sure you make a left when it says to. All right. <laughs> You know the name of it. It is a say. It does say mountain top. Oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> mountain over the top. I kind of don't like driving in the mountains, man. Are you, do you get on somebody's butt, or do you give them a little space? No, you. I mean, I always try to give them space, but the the, the frustrating part is there's pull offs all along the road. Yeah, and people don't use them, and it's it, it does After get the third one. They start getting the bright lights. Well, it's like so a, if, you don't. If you, somebody's you, on your butt. You should use the pull off. Yeah, but but oh, without question, if you don't, ride even if you're doing butt, the speed limit. It don't matter. If Let them go, dude. But then they don't know that you're trying. You know, like not all of us are here on vacation. Some right. Of us, like, this is a major thoroughfare. <laughs> some of us have places to go. What's the quote from Keo on that note? Damn renters. <laughs> oh yeah. Go back to folly. Alan and I stayed at Kiowa one time with a guy. Got into a little tussle with some folks at the beach, and all I remember him was coming back to the condo with his bike, saying, "Those damn renters." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank y'all for listening. Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds, brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture. Want to become a member of the Carolinas GCSA? Visit carolinasgcsa.org for more information or call the office at 800-476-4272. Follow the show on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds or on Facebook at Pullin' Weeds Podcast. Riding on the city of New Orleans Illinois Central, Monday morning rail Fifteen cars and fifteen restless riders Three conductors, twenty-five sacks of mail All along the southbound Odyssey Train pulls out at Kankakee and rolls along past houses, farms, and fields. Passing trains that have no name, and freight yards full of old black men, and the graveyards of the rusted automobiles. Good morning, America, how are you?
card games with the old man in the club car. Penny a coin ain't no one keeping score. As the paper bag that holds the bottle. The sons of Pullman porters and the sons of engineers write their father's magic carpets made of steel. Mothers with their babes asleep rocking to the gentle beat and the rhythm of the rails is all they feel. Good morning. I'll be gone 500 miles when the day is done. Nighttime on the city of New Orleans, changing cars in Memphis, Tennessee. Halfway home, we'll be. Mississippi darkness rolling down to the sea, but all the towns and people seem to fade into a bad dream, and the steel rail still ain't heard the news. The conductor sings his songs again. The passengers will please refrain. This train got to disappear in railroad blues. Be gone.